are at Places. Places, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm here with Dave Zach Conover. Um, I call him Z. You can call him anything you'd like. Um, just don't call me late for dinner. Just don't call. I was going to. Oh, I stole your joke. You stole my joke. Um, today we're talking about uh, improv. Uh, we've got some improv workshops coming up uh, here at the Andrea Theater, March 2nd and 9th from 10 to 11.30, and then the 12th of March from 6 to 7.30. A lot of people have said, you know, throughout the years, I'm really interested in improv, and from time to time, we decide to do some workshops, and that is to to help people understand improv a little bit more, but also to get more people interested in it. Um, and we're we're an improv team that constantly changes size and characters and personalities. Um, so we like to do workshops every once in a while too, also to hone our skills and to feel a little bit more comfortable with what we do on stage. That's how we got you involved. I correct, actually. Yeah, I, I, I got involved in the workshops early on. Jeez, it's been a while now. It's, but It's been... It's uh, it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I learned a lot at those those uh, workshops that we did, and um, I mean that's a testament to me today. So, and when you do, you remember the workshops? What was your first impression of the workshops? Um, you know, I wasn't really sure what to expect, uh, but it was it was a lot of fun. Like you, uh, you, you get to feel part of. Um, the group right away because that's one of the premises of improv. If, yeah. if you're familiar at all, those out there that are listening, that there's always a principle called yes and, and um, that's a very great way to get involved and feel included in things. And, and now you've been involved so long with the improv team that your character and personality starts. The, the man is roughly seven and a half feet tall and is uh, built like a truck. Um, but on stage... <laughs> You you don't come across that way. You don't come across that way. He's actually just a big teddy bear. But that's a good thing. And I think your personality comes out in so many different ways. Everybody expects you to be this gruff, you know, angry guy. And I never see that. No, it's see. very rare. Unless it's unless it's part of a skit that we're doing or, yeah. you know, or it comes up in a situation. But, yeah, it's pretty rare. Now, the the name of our group is called the Quad Squad. Now, if I remember back, if I remember this correctly, we went through so many different, we talked about what are we going to name the group? Is it Everybody Loves Bacon? Is mm -hmm. it, which is a very good name, by the way, Everybody Loves Bacon. I think we're going to do a show called Everybody Loves Bacon. Yeah, maybe that should be our next show. That should be the next show, I think. Um, there was a bunch of different things, but I think at the time, our organization, not our organization, the building was called the Quad A Theater. And Quad A stood for Alexandria Area Arts Association. Well, that's a tongue to that's a full mouthful of words, and so people would just call it the Quad A. Um, then when we brought the spire back on the building, we started calling it the Andrea. So people would say, well, why don't you just change your name? Now Quad A doesn't mean anything. And it, that's not the way it was intended to be. Quad A uh, or Quad Squad is kind of stuck. Uh, maybe we like the number four. Maybe. Uh, maybe we like four-wheelers. Um, I don't know, uh, but it's it's a name that is stuck, and it's going to stick with us for a long time. So if you ever want to know what quad A or quad squad means, it's an homage to the way the theater used to be. Um, and going forward, we've just decided to keep the name. So there. Yeah, and it's kind of a fun name, actually. You know, it is. like even a lot of people don't even know that history, so thank you, Dave, for uh, sharing that history. Um, 
but a lot of times when we're doing corporate events, we get a question all the time, like, why are you guys called the quad squad when there's only three of you or right. where there's five of you? And right. we're like, well, we just, we just couldn't count. And it, it, Ben Klipfell, who used to be executive director here, he's the one who originally came up with that name, Orange Call the Quad Squad. And we thought, oh, and at first it didn't grow on us, but then all of a sudden we went, well, we, we don't know what else to do, so we'll just stick with it. Now we can't imagine being anything else. No. So now you talked about you talked about one of the rules of improv is the yes and. Correct. And a lot of people don't understand what that means. So can you explain what that means? Yes, I can. <laughs> Would you please? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so basically what that means is you're not saying no to something that's given to you. So like, for example, Dave, if I go, hey, uh, why are you wearing that funny hat? And I say, I'm not wearing a hat. That's, that that's, would be that's a, it. That that's, would be blocking or a no. We, yeah. can't, we can't do anything with that, right? right. So um, for example, if I go, hey, Dave, I really like your uh, pink sweater. Oh, this sweater? Oh, I got this from my mother. Oh, yeah. It, it looks all, great. I can tell. And all yeah. the, <laughs> all, but all of a sudden, there's a story there, and right. a story goes on from there. So Now we can do something with it, right? The, the, biggest, the biggest problem with uh, this style of uh, comedy, I would say, is um, you have to be you have to be able to continue on and, and do things with what you're given because we're not scripted. You know, right. we, we literally just take what we get from the audience. And if we said no all the time, then it's like, well, then why, why are we here? Right. You know? And I, what we like is we like, you know, there's a couple rules, you know, the number one rule is always yes. And, you know, I'm always going to agree. I'm always going to take things, but I also like another rule of taking that if I know what Dave Zach wants on stage or if he's if he's going after something and I'm in control of that thing, um, I love to find the most creative ways to not give it to him. <laughs> right. I will eventually yeah. give it to him or I will reveal that secret, but I like to find the most creative ways of not giving it because a lot of the times the audience doesn't want it to be over so fast, so they want to see you hold on to something a, a lot longer than you, you might think getting out of it faster would be funnier, but it's, it's really fun to hold on to things like that. And you're very good at that, Dave, too. Um, <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I, I think what's, what's kind of serious. I, <laughs> I am. Yes. I think what's kind of cool about that too, is there becomes a shift, right? Uh, so the audience, especially in like a, a, a situation where we're trying to guess something that, you know, that we don't know and uh, you and the audience knows um, it becomes a shift in the audience where now the audience is privy to what's happening. So there, there becomes a kind of a funny uh, relationship that you build with the crowd because they're like, Oh, I know where he's going, but he's not, he's not taking them there because he wants, he wants to push this out and it's kind of fun. And, you know, I learned a long time ago that if the audience says, okay, Dave Zach's going to come on stage and he's at Disneyland. Well, uh, and if Dave Zach has to guess where he is from my actions or my noises I'm going to make or my hand gestures, I could probably get him to guess that within 30 seconds. The fun part about it is, is when you think of Disneyland, okay, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Mickey Mouse, uh, rides, those kind of things. But wouldn't it be fun to start off going to Disneyland by loading the car up with the kids and driving to Florida? Right. You know, mm -hmm. and and how terrible that can be. So if I know where I've got to go and putting the backstory in 
in with that. That's what makes it fun. I think for a performer as well. Yeah. You know, and that in, in for the audience too, that adds a different layer of, of, of what, what's going on because they, they know it. They know what, if it's Disneyland, they know it, but then all of a sudden they see you acting. They're like, wait, what is he doing? Then it's like, Oh, he's getting on the airplane to go to, you know, cause right. it's not right next door. So, oh, and also they would say, Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's going to do that. Right. Why would you do that? Exactly. So it adds, it adds more depth to the, the layers of comedy. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, Dave, comedy is the most boring subject to talk about. So I feel bad for everybody listening because this is going to be the most driest podcast it probably is. But, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, a science and psychology that goes into comedy, I mean, even in improv, even like the 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 quick things that come to our mind to make things better for the performer and in the audience as and well. that's that's a really good and we've got some talking points here and he's brilliant just went to comedy and went to making people laugh and i still say and i mean other people said it's not just me but comedy is the most difficult thing there is to do comedy is very difficult you know if you want somebody to be sad most anybody can do that but to make somebody <coughs> laugh and make everybody enjoy themselves and you know some people they're rolling on the inside but you'd never know it right um after the show they go that was the funniest thing i've ever seen it's like well somebody should tell your face (laughs) right (laughs) but at the end of the day when it comes right down to it to make somebody laugh it takes it takes investment and work right you know it takes investing in the scene it takes being creative it takes them on a journey and we always say it's not it's not the most quick-witted person if you're listening out there and you've thought about coming to a, an improv workshop, you may be, this is what may be running through your head. I'm not fast enough. I'm not quick witted enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not funny enough. Truthfully, I find the best improv people are the ones that are not quick witted. They don't right. have to be. They're the ones that are committed to the story and the journey that you go on to make it funny. The, the funny lines will come mm-hmm. if you let yeah. it, yep. if you let it happen naturally. Yeah. I would, I would say, you know, the audience responds to, uh, I don't. Is this a word? Genuinity. I love that word. I think that's. I think that's a word, right? Um, you're being genuine. Yeah, you're being. When you're being genuine, they they respond better than if you're forcing something, right? You know, if like if if you're trying to be funny, like a lot of the times we you can see that in improv because people, especially people that are new, they're like, oh, I want to say this funny thing because it's it's going to be funny. But if it doesn't, if it's not genuine or if it's not organic you're not going to get the response that you think that you're going to get either. And a line, a line is only funny is as if it's delivered. Correct. So it makes sense. And in the place that you are, yes, there are those times that somebody will say something that means absolutely nothing to anyone. In fact, it's confusing, right. but it's funny as heck because it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. as you're saying it. But something I will learn from our SOS, we just got done doing a podcast about our SOS uh, seniors on stage performance. And I watched uh, Miriam Thornquist, perfect, perfect uh, scene study, an actor scene study on how to deliver comedy. And she was, uh, she played uh, an aging individual in a nursing home that was, had early Alzheimer's. And she said some of the funniest lines, but delivered them with such, she was being very genuine when Mm -hmm. she delivered them. That made her lines that much more funny because she made her character approachable. She wasn't a caricature. She was a human being that was struggling with this stuff. 
and use all different ways to remember simple things like music song lyrics to help her remember where she placed something. Right. Um, and I think it's the same in an improv scene. The, the more we can, and we, we just like every other improv team struggle with this. And that is, it's always comes down to action. I believe you can go, and there's a lot of probably, um, people out there that may hear this that are true dyed in the cloth improv people that are going to think, wait a minute, you guys, you know, I've seen improv sports and so have you Mm -hmm. improv sports are very different from theatrical improv. Yes. And I think with theatrical improv, you've got to be constantly going, go, 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 go. There is no, there's very little downtime. You don't have time. It's not comedy sports. It's you're developing a scene on the spot and it's got to be mm-hmm. moving along or the audience gets really bored with it. And right. that's what we don't want. Mm-mm. But what's, what would be one of your top, your top two or three improv moments that we've done? Can you think of any? Oh, geez. Um, well, I mean, just recently, I, I mean, there's a, there's very, very few times that I ever, what we call break on stage was where we're, when we're like, dying of laughing that we can't we can't continue with the scene or or whatever and uh that i mean one of those for me for myself personally one of those has happened recently in our new year's show um but there's been moments uh where i'm sitting backstage and i'm i'm listening to uh, or on stage and i'm listening to some of the people are doing and it, it takes a lot for me to like genuinely laugh i mean there's a lot of times uh, where I think things are funny and I'm like, wow, that's, that's funny, you know? And I, I generally think it's funny, but I might not, I might not laugh just because I've been around comedy a lot. And I know like, it, it, I don't want to get into that, but it, it can be, you, you kind of can tell. Right. And there's those times where, um, it's for me, anytime it's like something super random happens. Right. And I'm like, catches me sway off guard. I was like, wait, that's hilarious, you know? Yeah. And it might not be to the people in the audience, but I'm like, wow, that's brilliant, you know? You know, we did, uh, they did a scene at New Year's and Dave, uh, Zach basically broke everyone on stage and made us all just bow down out of total respect. He was in, we put them in an Old West scene, um, and it was, it was at a Walmart, right? Yes. It, it was, was taking Walmart. place at a Walmart, but it was an Old West gunfighter type scene. And uh, uh, Zach pulled out, pulled out a gun to shoot um, Jake. Um, and rather than, than shoot a bullet, it was a price scanner. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I'm not describing it right, so you may not find that funny on there. But I will tell you that that was funny as all heck everybody the audience the actors on stage all of us busted up and it totally made that entire night it just came full circle it was just it was brilliant that was probably one of my favorite moments on stage and and out of many 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 and that's the great thing but like you said the things that crack you up are the genuine things Mm -hmm. that catch you off guard and you know what the things that catch me off guard are the innuendos that happen that we don't even say right the audience mm-hmm. it it just happens because of silence right or because you've as we like to say with our improv team we like to lead people to the edge of the cliff we just don't like to push them off right yeah i, I kind of equate this to with something that i've kind of described and it's not something that's new i always call it the i call it the line principle right like you want to get to that line 
and you want to get people to that line and then whatever way they want to take it from there is on them. Right. But we're not going to say, we're not going to say something super innuendoe or vulgar, but it could be interpreted that way. Right. And I think that's a powerful skill to have. And that's, that's very difficult to, to, um, also, you know, teach because that's just something that comes with skill. But I feel that uh, that's a very important thing to, to have. And I think that we do that really well in our shows as well. Um, you know, because where we are, you know, very um, PG show. And and I, I pride ourselves in that because I think that's a huge accomplishment, especially in uh, this day and age. <laughs> well, and I know a lot of people have said, why don't you, especially like when we do our New Year's show, they said, you should do a, an evening one that's mm-hmm. that's not PG. Right. Um, and I think that we would, I can only speak for us, um, myself, but I think the reason we don't do that is because we want anybody to be able to come to our show. Right. Yes, there are going to be those times that someone might blush, mm-hmm. uh, but very, very, I would say almost never as anything said from our stage that no. that you know a kid couldn't be here um, no. uh, to see. So the, usually the, the naughty things that happen are in people's minds. Yeah, exactly. And not in not exactly. from what is said. So. And then people, when those people laugh, like you know, right? You know, like oh, this is this is where they went with that. You know, and it's funny because you'll see like half the audience will be laughing at it, and then the other half will be like, what are they <laughs> laughing at? Yeah, and then it, then it circles back around, and all of a sudden it hits them in the back of the head, and they get it. Right. That's my favorite kind of laughter. The laughter starts off quiet mm-hmm. and gets bigger and bigger just generically and, and out of the blue. So we've we've got... Um, if you're listening to this, we're going to put this, uh, we're going to post this right away, but if you're listening, uh, Improv Workshops on March 7th and 9th, from 10 to 11:30 in the morning and then the 12th of March from 6 to 7:30 no you do not have to come to all of them we would love you to be at all of them but uh, especially the first couple we would love to make sure that we get um uh get you to come along to that um cuz we'd love to take a look at new people in the area see see how improv is growing see how many people are interested in it um you know before covid hit COVID was a real killer to improv. Yeah, it was I mean, a killer to a lot of people. Killer, yeah. Well. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, a lot of like performing artists, as right. far as you know, being able to do anything. Right. You know, even the theater couldn't wasn't holding shows. And it 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 the improv team we were getting really busy. We would come, we'd probably go out a, two or three times a month, um, which you know that may not be as far as improv teams considered a lot, but for a full time theater to have an improv team that. There was one night we had two teams out on the mm-hmm. same night. Um, so it got really, really busy. And we're going to start doing some different different marketing stuff with our improv team. Uh, they're going to see a footprint uh, of the improv team a lot more in the next couple months um, as we get started. So we also have a show coming up in April. Um, right. Forgive me off the top of my head. I cannot remember the date of that. Uh, I don't know why April 25th is running through um, my mind. Maybe you can look that up. Yeah, you I know, should know that. I you know, it wouldn't be an improv comedy podcast if there wasn't it. a, Just a make little it up. improv. Uh, yeah, I totally am not looking on my phone and totally did not write it down in my phone. But it's definitely in April. But if you if you're if you're listening and you thought, oh, you know what, I'd like even if you just want to come and watch, you don't even have to get up on stage. You don't have to do anything, even if you just want to watch. But we would love to have uh, more people join us because we learn so much from the people that join us in these workshops. And we'd love to have you 
a part of that. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you if you can be there, uh, it's either one of the days. It's going to be uh, similar. It's going to be similar every uh, for each one because uh, yeah. we wanted we want to do a, like an intro thing, and that's something that we can do uh, to kind of give back and, and get people, you know, interested in seeing what the, what the theater is about, um, and the things that they can offer. Cause all of us are volunteers on the, and the thing. And, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun and the theater offers a lot of different, different avenues too. And the thing to remember about, you know, in improv, especially with what we try to do, there is no fail. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when you're doing a live show, yes, there are times you bomb, but that's funny. Right. That is funny. Well, on stage, especially when we do workshops, there is no fail. There is no pass fail. There is no, you didn't do a good job. It's just an opportunity for us to get to work together and to do some fun stuff on stage and to, to enjoy ourselves. And, and so don't be afraid. Come in no. and join us. It's free. You don't have to pay for anything. Um, we would just love to have you join us and, and take part. Yeah. Um, just an update. Uh, I totally found the date because I wrote it down. Were we uh, close? Were we at long? Yeah, we were real close. It's April 6th. Oh, so like I said, 6th, because if you think about that, um, 25, 25, that's why I was thinking. Yeah, you know, I mean, 25 six, minus 6 plus 19, 19 yeah, is 25, yeah. you know, and um, that's, that's what I was thinking the right. whole time. Um, but uh, April 6th, uh, will be a show and we'll do it here at the Andrea theater. And it'll be, usually we try to do about an hour, hour and 15. Um, and we'll have some, uh, we'll have some fun stuff. So join us on March 2nd, 9th and the 12th. We would love to have you join us. And, uh, if nothing else, come by the theater, talk to us about what's going on, all the new things, uh, that are going to go on. Um, auditions, we're finishing up all the auditions tonight for our last production of the, of the season uh, until we get into summer, then we're into summer. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around that we're almost into spring. Right. Well, especially because we've had spring all We all haven't winter. had a winter. <laughs> we haven't had a winter. So um, if you're listening uh, to this podcast, make sure you recommend it to, to people that you know that may want to know a little bit about the theater. Um, and as wherever we post it, uh, like it and subscribe so we can let you know uh, when we're doing stuff at the theater. Absolutely. But, but uh, Dave, Zach, I appreciate you so much for coming on today. I am so grateful. We'll, ha- we'll do this again. We're going to do this often. We're doing a podcast a week, pretty much. And uh, we're going to try and get a... Um, Olivia's been on three times now, so she's pretty pretty bored with me by now. Yeah. Uh, um, well, so. you know, I'm somewhat always available. If you want to talk about boring comedy, I'm, I'm going to be here. So Well, we, 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 we want to talk about boring comedy and the other kind of comedy, too. But some have said our comedy's boring, and that's okay. You may be right, but... Um, <laughs> no, I mean, what I meant was, like, talking about comedy is really boring. Oh. It come, I mean, it, that's, it's just... But it's something that I'm, like, super passionate about. It, it yeah. is, you know, but, I mean, okay, it's, so, so give, me, give me one joke. You have one joke? Um... So we can you end know, this on a comedy note. I, you know, honestly, I'm not much of a joke teller. I heard a joke. It was really, it was a really good joke. Uh, there were three uh, elderly men that a doctor wanted to test their cognitive function, and he brought them in. He was going to ask them a simple question, all three of them. So he turned to the first one and he said, three times three, what is it?" And the gentleman went two hundred and eighty-nine. He went. <laughs>
Okay. Went to the second one and said, three times three, what is it? He looked at the gentleman looked at him and said, Thursday. And he went, okay. So he went to the third one. He said, three times three, what is it? He said, nine. He goes, that's right. How'd you come up with that? He goes, easy. I subtracted Thursday from 289. No, that's uh, that's funny. (laughs) Sorry, I laughed at it. I laughed at it. And (laughs) no, it was it was good. It was good. And this, sorry, it was it was good, Dave. Little potty joke. What do the Irish? (laughs) How do the Irish pronounce constipation? Uh, how's that? Far from pooping. Far. Oh. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We'll talk to you very soon. Have a great day. Skidoosh.